Our Father in heaven, we're in a Sabbath school class, a seminar, the very last day of camp meeting. And Lord, we are to be about our Father's business. This is a sacred, blessed, joyful work. And if it's not, Lord, change us. Lord, be with us as we study. And Lord, I have done my preparation, but you know what needs to be said. Lord, change this conversation as it has already in the pre-session. Lord, let their, that the people of this class be disciples and disciplers and mentors of the Sabbath school and their, their individual churches and their individual territories throughout this conference and maybe other conferences. Lord, uh, we've been irresponsible. We've been, uh, been in uh, insanity. Lord, uh, come in and change the way that we do business. Help there be fruit for the salvation of our members and the salvation of the members who go forth and they spread wherever they go as they went to Antioch where they first were called they originally called disciples, but then Christians. Help us to be known as Christians, not in what we call ourselves, but what people call us. Just be with us today and let the outcome be yours. In Jesus' name, amen. I said some things were pretty strong there a moment ago, but you got, we got to get some life in this thing, Okay. He said also this morning, why don't we, he says, it's not my gift. He said he doesn't, paraphrasing, he doesn't accept that. It's not, as uh, I think it's the next slide here, it's not optional equipment. Witnessing is not an optional equipment. It's standard equipment. It comes with you. With being Christ. It's impossible to come to Christ and not share Christ. It's beginning to sound like an evangelistic series or Emmanuel Institute here. Shouldn't it? What's wrong with that picture? Sabbath school's problems are heart problems. Do you agree with that? There's a lack of commitment. There's a lack of whatever. Sabbath school's problem is a heart problem. We're trying to, we're making assumptions that these people are converted. And some of them are. But it'd be impossible to come to Christ and not share. If your is, is your class is your classes sharing? If they're not sharing, it's impossible to not share. I mean it's always good to learn more about the word. Yep. But if you don't have the mission step in the two, then it's not gonna go anywhere. And it needs it's a heart problem. That mission can't be it's checklist. It has to be, I've got to do this. Not, I want, not, I have to do this. I want to do this. I have to do this. I'm compelled to do this. That's where it's a heart problem. That's when you know the Holy Spirit is working in you when you have that desire. It just comes out. It's a natural result. So what, if it's a heart problem and your Sabbath school is not evangelistic, 
and it's not outreaching, and it's not fellowshipping, and it's, they aren't doing Bible study outside the Bible study that you're doing. If somebody says, I, the, the teacher presents the lesson, and I actually want to come back to your point there a little bit later about the rotation of teachers. It's the same issue with rotation of superintendents. I've observed the thing and I've come up with a conclusion. But I'll come back to that later, Brenda. What are you going to do about this? What are you going to do about it? Give me a good reason why your Sabbath school... I, I do, this, what, Pastor Howard comes from... He's the uh, director of Emanuel Institute, which is a soul-winning institute of the Michigan Conference. And total member involvement is, is related to that. TMC is total member commitment. And um, give me a reason why your, your church should not be a training center church. It's a TCC is what I want to put there. Why shouldn't your... Why shouldn't your Sabbath school be a training center church? Why shouldn't your Sabbath school be a, 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 a micro Emmanuel Institute? Why shouldn't it be? Shouldn't it be the sole winning part of the church? Absolutely. It's a part of Why not change? What if you change the the dynamics, the whole thought process into soul winning. And one time it was. It was a good model. We got too comfortable. Why are you teaching the lesson? This is what, that's the name of our course. We, we talked about vision and leadership. I've talked about leadership the whole time. If you're a superintendent, this totally applies to you. And we're going to come back on the last day of talking about leadership. But if you're a Sabbath school teacher, you're a mini Sabbath school superintendent. You are superintending a group of people, a working subunit. It's, and the power of a question, we, we killed that one this week. Uh, different ways to teach, we talked about that. We talked about listening. I realized uh, when I looked at the survey that listening and questions were back-to-back Last time, I, this time it, it, they got separated when I wrote up the, the topics. Fellowship, we talked about it's more than, more than just the Sabbath school class. You're on duty 24-7, 365. And the problem is that we and I, I'm assistant teacher in the new church that I'm at, and um, I've realized I've fallen back into the habit of just teaching the Sav school lesson. It cuts both ways. And today is the superintendent's teacher's roles and a summary of the things that we've talked about. Three goals of Sabbath school. The ones that we all know is Bible study, uh, the nurturing the individual, fellowship, because we all need fellowship. Which comes first, the, uh, the chicken or the egg? The fellowship or the... Bible study or the Bible study and the that's even debated between the general conference I heard I can't, was going through the the tent and had somebody from the general conference and somebody from the local conference and they were debating which comes first just do it <laughs> missions and this was one of the questions that we got this week and uh, I'm 
was my desire, and I have kind of touched on that. We waited. Sometimes it's not the right time to talk about a question, but it, you always need to address those. And it's, uh, you, we gave you an assignment yesterday. Did anybody do their homework of thinking about how um, you address the community, the mission, your local church? What is your local in the local Sabbath school? Did anybody give me? I know we were so busy. Uh, yeah, I, well, go ahead, uh, Jim. Jim had a thought. After the fellowship meal, then your Sabbath school class. There's afternoon time. Afternoon time, okay. Uh, sometimes I've been working 14 hours a day for five days, so. You've I been working hard. You rest, okay. I suppose you know, I could take that time and just go out into the community and see who we meet walking down the street. And when, if you, I, I, so maybe pass out some glow tracks. I don't know. Now, now, Jim, I. But it, you're talking about as a group. As a group, yeah. Do you, are, do you, are you a SAP school teacher? Yeah. Okay. So you're a leader. Not only should you go, but you should take your, your disciples with you, mm. right? Let's well, say, how would you, what would that look like as a SAP school teacher to take your idea of, go, of passing out glow tracks on Sabbath? Do you have to do it every weekend? Could happen every weekend, but could happen every. Maybe once a month. How about just doing something? Right. Start somewhere and build from there. How about if our Sabbath school class, we outreach is one of our goals. We need to, missions, spreading the gospel. We need to do this as a local, as a local church, a local Sabbath school. Why don't we go out next Sabbath afternoon after church? Will you all be here with me? Let's all go. Let's, let's practice what we preach and stuff. I like that. I'm going to get with Jack, but it looks like, uh, is it Ken? Yeah. Ken Hatton. Isn't that counterproductive? Counterproductive as a class? Yeah, because people are overwhelmed. People well, well, I would. Oh. <laughs> well, now, looks like, and re remind your name, I, Rick. Rick. Rick's going to respond to Ken's. He's, Ken says if you go as a big group, they'll be overwhelmed. It'll look like the mob coming to the door. Well, somebody's got to coordinate. Well, it, I think, yeah, obviously, obviously, you're not going as a group in one area and you spread out. So, but without organization, will it happen? No. Here, here's the question is, insanity again, mm -hmm. has it worked in the past by letting it do organically by itself? Or do you, if you give some coordination, if you don't, if you aren't a leader, you stand up, say, Jim, you've got influence in your, your church. You've just been baptized like, two, three years, and you're a Sabbath school teacher, and you're excited, and if, when Jim says, why don't you come out with me, as, why don't we do this as a class, just try it one time, let's see if, if this witnessing and stuff, passing out glow tracks, I bet you if Jim says that, maybe not all your class will come, but why don't you make up, we talked about making a plan yesterday, right. setting a date, a goal by this particular, say why don't you say, to say before the summer's over, it's still nice. Why don't we on a Sabbath afternoons pass out glow tracks as a class? After the picnic we were going to After the picnic that they had. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Put the Sabbath school program. Let's go to Jack over here. Um, I could have been following me. I kind of lost my train of thought. Come back to me. Okay. 
Jacko was so overwhelmed, he got in the thought and he forgot his point, but he will remember. And then world missions. Yes, Brenda. Adventist, Barren, Barren Springs, okay. And so I'm wondering if we couldn't challenge members individually. Challenge members. To um, pray to pray. God that, that they will come in contact with somebody and that they will take the initiative to bring up a spiritual topic. Because not everybody is ready to, to do the full blast thing. You know, we're, we're, we're training them to get started. To, to you know teach them how to bring up a topic or insert it into a conversation and then to listen to see if people are going to respond. And that way you get them started and then you have them share what happened the following week. To share, uh, encourage, teach, train, as you mentioned earlier, and individually rather than going in a group, rather than going into a group as Ken said or Jim said, you know what, I think you could do it both ways. Uh, you know what? You can do them both simultaneously because you're going to have an organized group once a, once a month. If you've ever gone out in gathering or done something and then you come all back together, uh, the mega bookers and literature distribution, they, they know that after they've had this gone out into the community, they've had good experiences, but they've also had some bad experiences. And the good experience, when they share as a group, they, they rejoice in the good experiences and they say, oh, that, maybe that one bad was an anomaly. You know what I mean? That isn't all that happens. You need to share. But what I want to tie what Brenda said with what Jim says, I think you need to do both. You aren't going to go out every single weekend and a Sabbath afternoon and you're, the activity that Brenda's suggesting, and I totally support that, is find somebody and look for the opportunity and share with them this week. You can do that all week long. It doesn't have to be only a Sabbath afternoon, but if you... If, what you feature, what you talk about, is what happens. It'll be replicated. So we got to do both. Do that all the time. Now, world missions. Focus. One of the questions is, is, is there more to do than share the mission story for missions? And uh, the answer is, absolutely. absolutely. But is your Sabbath school, and if you're, if you're a teacher and not a superintendent, you're on the Sabbath school council meeting, or you should be on the Sabbath school council meeting. It's, you raise your hand and it's, um, I haven't heard the, the, the mission story recently. You don't have to be the leader, but you're, you're an influencer. You're, you're one of the units of study and say, um, when can we have the Sab school mission story again? Is there more than just reading the mission story? First, you got started, how about having the mission story? And it's really been exciting. This quarter has been North America. It's been our division. And the stories that they've been reading are from West Virginia. Did you know that? If you didn't know that, you probably weren't sharing that in your SAV school class. You need to work with your, your, your SAV school and say, 
Why aren't we doing it? We're missing out on, on some good stories. And, and we're not giving that focus. We're becoming self-centered. We're not evangelistic when we don't have the mission story. Not worldwide evangelistic. And so, say, we've been missing that. And I heard that it was about West Virginia. It was about Beckley, West Virginia. You know how I remember that? It was because my adopted daughter used to go to church in Beckley. <laughs> and uh, it was like, and then um, it's just like uh, uh, for MAP, for MAP, uh, one of the stories was about Grand Rapids Adventist Academy. And I, that's where my wife taught, and I knew the teacher, and I knew the person who, the person who wrote the story. But, uh, and when I was in, when it was in India, I heard a mission story about Africa, you know? We, we, we do ourselves a disservice by disconnecting from the rest of the world. But we need to have mission stories, and there is, start, where, start and grow, make it lively. And I think if you need help with your mission story, Janet can give you a good idea for mission stories. And um, what else can you do besides that? Superintendent's roles and, and the teacher's role. What does a good SAB school class look like? And uh, this is a real live picture. I took this from the platform. I happened to be on the platform, and they were telling a children's story. This is not SAB school, but I took this picture. I think it's a wonderful picture of seeing multiple generations, multiple um, ethnicity in the process. Now, what does your SAB school look like, and what does it look like, and what can it look like? And some people say, what do you do, or how do you... We're, we're getting a diversity of ways, and it's good to be in context where, where you're at, but there are some... When we threw the baby out with the bathwater, we lost something. We lost the baby, okay? And everybody, we, uh, this is, we are a product of our society. And the 60s said, throw off authority. And those, those people who grew up in the throw off authority are grown-ups now. And it's throwing off authority has become institutionalized, okay? And so we threw out, everybody can do their Sabbath school, whatever you feel like. And so they threw out the whole thing. Well, there was, we need to make things valuable and contextual, but we lost structure and we lost authority, or respect for authority. We do, not have a th we do not respect the authorities. We do not, the SAB school, the members don't respect the teachers, the teachers don't respect the superintendents, the superintendents don't respect the board or the elders or the pastors or the conference or the union or the world church. That's a byproduct of our society. We need to have structure. We need to be leaders. Yes, and I, did you guys send a sign down when you came in? We, we got an email list here. And when I get back, about two or three, probably a month from now, I'm going to share with you uh, information that we gained. Uh, if you give me email address, uh, uh, address, a mailing address, if you don't can't receive email, I'll give you a link. I've got to put this all back together and put it up on a website or something like that so you can download it. But you need to have some structure. And, met, and there's a saying in the Bible, a quote, every man did what was right in his own eyes. The question is, was it good? What was the, when they did what was right in their own eyes, was it good? 
It was actually bad. And I think that that is what happened with our Sabbath school. People don't even know what Sabbath school should look like anymore. And so we need to have some structure and direction. Yes, Brenda? Exactly. In fact, my suggestion is, is they shouldn't do that. Because they're bulk, and what I said in the other class, that's balkanization. They are becoming a separate entity. There's, there's, a time, there's a time to have women's ministry, but if women's ministry is all that you do, you've got a women's church. If you have a youth church, children's church, and all they do is children in a large church, and they never interact with the sanctuary, how are they going to learn how to become adults? Okay, There's a time when we need to specialize, and there's time you got to come back. You need to be together at some at part of the of day. And this is part of the old structure, but I think it was the good structure. And I'm just going to give you suggestions. You can take it any way you want. This is the, these are the time frames. You have about 75 minutes. Okay? You have... Basically, 10 minutes for, for music, song service, praise team, whatever you want to call it. Preliminaries, 20 minutes. You say, why do you have, you'll have people fighting you. All they want to do is lesson study. They're only dealing with one part of the goals of Sabbath school. It's an e egocentric, um, myoptic. They don't know, some of them don't know what they don't know. And other ones know what they know and they just don't care. But you've got to, are you going to be an Aaron or are you going to be a Moses? You're a leader. You've got to lead. And in this society, we are no longer, we talked about the generations and the silent generations, the GI generations, when you say, yes, sir, I'll do exactly what you say. That's long gone. We are in, in the, 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 the baby boomers generation, the World War, the uh, Vietnam era, throwing off the responsibility, I'm not going to follow you. Well, that's not a way to run a church. You can't run a church when everybody's doing what is right in their own eyes. You, you have flexibility, you, you uh, accommodate, you, uh, once in a while you'll do things different. Absolutely not. Maybe, but you, you know what? Most people were beginning to point is as soon as the service is over, um, depending on you're doing Sabbath school or church first, first of all, how many people attend Sabbath school anymore? What percentage of your church attend Sabbath school? They're not getting fellowship because they're not staying for Sabbath school. Some people, some people actually leave your church before the, during the last song. You can't get fellowship. The only person, I've, I've known people that if you wanted to talk to that person, you had to get up during Sabbath school to catch them before they went out the door so you could talk to them. I understand what you're saying, but I'm trying to understand how this schedule facilitates fellowship. Okay. Okay. Just stick with me through the, through the process. This, this is a structure. Song service, preliminary program, lesson study. The, the fellowship starts is in the lesson study. That is the lesson study. And one of the things I said earlier, if they can't, and they have 45 minutes for class, what I'm, I'm guessing what you're saying, there's people who say we need more lesson time. That's basically what I'm saying. We don't have enough lesson time. 
I had my mentor, the person that I learned, um, learned SAB school from, said if they can't say it in 45 minutes, they will never say it. They are, they, 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 they have, they are not focused, they, they can't say it, and there's more than just that particular thing. You need to get to the point, discuss the topic, be organized, not just floating along the way and, and do it. There's other things besides the lesson study. There's fellowship, there's mission. If you don't have a preliminary program, you, do, you, you may, you might have local. You might have local missions. You more than likely will not have worldwide focus. That's an that's a egocentrical, that's a that's a congregational church that says, my church is important and I, they're nice, but we're the only thing in the world. That that class that does only the lesson study by themselves is not connected with the rest of the church, the rest of the Sabbath school. That's why you have preliminary programs that brings out the training. What what we heard this morning about the training-centered church, and uh, I mean the concept of evangelism, and my thought is you don't get that in the local Sabbath school class. If you do, it's, it's an exceptional Sabbath school class. But your preliminaries is where you coordinate the efforts of multiple Sabbath schools. Yes, Jim? That's where your mission comes in. Right. Worldwide emission. Right. Okay. And what I'm saying is, take back this time, these, these 20 minutes, and make your church evangelistic. Start training people. What I do during that, that preliminary period is that's when I talk to them. How many of your members came to camp meeting? That's where I got started, and I shared with the rest of the group. I did a, a, a PowerPoint, and I'll share, give that to you, a PowerPoint about, about camp meeting. And then I, I did a, the, after camp meeting, I would say, what do I do next? It was so well-received. I said, what do I do next? I said, youth camps, junior camps. How many people sent their kids to junior camp or, or Camp Asabo or Camp Segola or Camp Wagner? So I featured that, and that was so well received. And I said, what about literature evangelism? What about the youth clubs? I did a training. I called it Adventism 201. We assume that everybody understands and knows our mission. They've they've come at different stages, different times of their lives. They're new members. Some have been in the church and they didn't know that. They happen to be sleeping when when that when they when they pass that out or whatever it is. They don't read the review and herald. Sometimes you've got to expose them to things that they don't know or see. I use that time as an education. I call it kind of like Adventist lifestyle. But it's not just a pleasant lifestyle. It's preparing them to understand their church and how to interact. I took the Adventist, I started the history of, of education, and I, it was so big I couldn't even get into one 
one presentation, and I'm going to keep on moving. That's just talking about preliminary. I'm making a case that you need to have a corporate. In your Sabbath school, you need to have a corporate time, and then you have a breakout time. And what, what is the trend today is they all want to have all breakout time and no corporate Sabbath school. And you cannot coordinate. Your classes are going, this class is going to go this way, that, that, that's, that are out of the sanctuary, and the people that are in the sanctuary go this way, and you're, you're having balkanizations. They're separate entities that happen to be worshiping at the same time. I'm saying we need to have coordination before we have our, you have the best of both worlds. We'll keep on moving. Lesson study, 45 minutes, and then I call them back, and I had resistance in, to this the, almost the whole time. Once you get them started, they don't want to stop, okay? And so I say we need to stop, and in our, we have service. And you notice there's two times here. There's a starting two starting times. It's not first service and second service, but because when you get into to the outlying church, if you're in a church with a sole pastor, this is your schedule here. You have Sabbath school first and church second. If you're in, a, in outstate and in, in a shared churches, you tend to have, you split it up. Half of them have Sabbath school second and church first. And so whatever way you have it, you just pick out what, you work, what your church does and go accordingly and use these same time frames there. I was going there with something right there. Oh, I said bringing it back together. So we had, the problem with having church, our church chose when we had a, only one pastor to have church first and Sabbath school second because the parents weren't bringing their kids to Sabbath school on time to have Sabbath school. You, you start Sabbath school and there's no kids. The, time, the clock keeps ticking. And so they, they figured out, and it, it was true, you have church first, and then the parents happen, will come to church, and then they, they're there so they can take, their kids can go to Sabbath school, and it, it actually worked. So we chose to do Sabbath school second. But the problem, one of the problems with that there is, is that the, the adult classes still want to go after the time, and I'm the superintendent. You have to start thinking about it as a superintendent. The kids are running over a church of 300 members. The church, the, the, the Sabbath school gets done at 12.05, and they've had them as long, they've prepared a program for that length of time, and they're done. Those Sabbath school teachers are done, and they say, I can't stretch this out, especially when you're talking with the, with the, um, with the kindergartners, primaries and juniors, those kids are gone. They're done, and the teacher's done. And guess who's still going? The adults are going and going and going. So I'm up there. I happen to be teaching a class up in the front of the sanctuary. In the back, the sanctuary is the class that's going forever. Well, actually, the other three classes, four, three of the four are going forever. And guess what's happening in the lobby? What's that? Bedlam. The kids are running back and forth, tearing up the church, and they're having their, their wonderful time of intellectual discussion, whatever. So, how do you deal with that? I said, when Sabbath is over, it's over for all, everybody. We all start on time, and we all end on time. It's kind of like TV. We thought it was heresy when we started here at camp meetings, starting to 
actually end, start on time and end on time. But you know, people kind of appreciate it. You know, when they went to one o'clock and one and one fifteen, it kind of messed up the rest of the things that were going in the afternoon when you try to get the next program going for the worship hour or whatever, and your food burns and, and all that other lunch. stuff. What's that? Lunch. Lunch. Oh, that too. Yeah, we missed lunch because we're going to go to the next meeting. We're going to mix the mix meeting. But anyway, you have potlucks and all that other stuff. But structure. Be a leader. Don't be an errand. Once in a while, you'll tell somebody that they don't like. You, do, you aren't doing it to be mean. It's just you can't have kids. You can't have bedlam. You can't have the kids running out in the parking lot and doing what, tearing up and running through the flower beds and all that just because they have parents who are sitting in the Sabbath school class having a good time. So I do have a closing remark, and then I have a closing prayer, and we've, we've closed it off. I take a little time to summarize the preliminaries and, and give some announcements for the rest of the week. Tell them what's happening this week. So anyway, that's just destruction. I'm going to throw some assumptions. And this is, this is what I picture, but I've done this enough to know that, that Brenda's church is different than, than uh, Jim's church. How many members do you have in your church? About 25. 25. Brenda, how many members are in your church? 700, yeah. Do we do business exactly the same? Absolutely not. Do we do it similar? Yes. There's some rules and something. But I got to do start somewhere. Jack, how many people are in your church? Uh, about 35. 35? Okay. And Holt, how many? 45. 45. I'm not too bad here. Got to start somewhere. 50-member church, I'm going to assume two superintendents. Two superintendents. Got two, two adult Sabbath school teachers. 20 uh, members attending Sabbath school. What assumptions should we make? It's going to be hard for me to, to bridge this particular gr uh, group. This is a starting point, but it's not an ending point. And why? Your church, your Sabbath school should be organized, okay? It needs to be organized. And what's happening is if I were to ask you on a survey, how many of your church, how organized your, your church is, your Sabbath school is, you have an organizational structure, that's a given, but how organized, how official, how, how is that operating and such? And uh, the leadership rotation. Let me talk about leadership rotation. This is something that came in, I recall, I could be wrong, but from my experience, the rotation of Sabbath school superintendents and the rotation of Sabbath school teachers. I'm coming back to that point. <clears throat> Once upon a time, you had a structure and it seemed like the you did it for an extended period of time. And then it seemed like in the 70s, they decided to do this rotation of leadership. You know, you do this, I'll always do the... First time I remember hearing that uh, was in the 70s. And I'll take the first Sabbath, and you take the second and the third. What is the advantages of having a rotating superintendency? And we'll get to rotating teachers next. Yes? Learn for the various? 
own way, yeah. In their church. A family, okay. How do you remember? 25 are attending Sabbath school. Thank you. We're like a family, and everybody knows everybody. And everybody knows everybody? Someone might make a comment, and then someone else will uh, continue with that same vein. What a wonderful thing. Can you, can you share your family with the rest of us? Let me, but what, well, let's, that's the positive side of the rotation. And it also, people, the reason most people give is I can't be there every week or, or it's, I've got, I'm too busy. Um, help. And that is true. It's helpful. It's more convenient. It's easier. But is easy always good? And let me say this, this is what my experience was, and it comes from me, but I, I've observed it and I think it is true. If we, ro- if, if when, the first time I, let's say we're doing a rotation, I have the Sabbath school preliminaries once a month. This is what I find. I have to gear up to it. In the intervening three weeks, I kind of grow cold and... The first week I do it on my rotation once a month, it's like, oh, I forgot to do this, or it's just like I'm kind of groping my way. I've done this for years, but or months, or years, whatever, but that first time I do it, I'm just not at my peak. I'm just not on my game. Yes? We, uh, we have three teachers, one of them. Three teachers. A month. Absolutely. Comes time. Her month. Yes, next uh, month. My first time before the class. First like time. Stage fright. The first time you get up there, once a month, she does it once every three months. She has stage fright. Yeah, it, it only lasts for a few minutes, and then before I know it, I'm, I'm involved in it, and everybody's. What about the second week? How do you? How, how does the second week go? This week is better. It's better. And finally, like the last two weeks. Last two weeks. So You're in the groove. I'm really in it, you know. Exactly, and and what's your name? Carol. Carol just made exactly my point. Is, is that if you're on a rotation and you only have it periodically, you just aren't in the groove. The first week you're afraid, you're a little, you forgot, some, you're just not on your game. It's just like that famous pianist who says, if I don't practice for one day, I know it. The second day, I don't do it. My coach knows it. And the third day, my audience knows it. If you're having, if you're going more, if you're if you're going two months between the time you you do Sabbath school, that first week is a little rough. You are not on your game. The second week, you're kind of you're thinking about it all week what what you didn't do right or you could do better, and you do a little bit better by that third and fourth week. You're you're hammering it. Okay, 
When we do that, you're starting, if you, if you are on a rotation, weekly rotation, you're starting over every week. Your classes, what, what your Sabbath school, a preliminary person talked about this week, the person next week is just, woo! They're way over, the, where'd that come from? You're confusing your, where's the continuity in your Sabbath school? How are you ever going to get any place if your superintendents are, are reading off a poem this week uh, and uh, doing, so what I did is I had a theme. I actually, back in the old days, we actually had helps. Not everybody used them because we're from the generations, so we're from the Vietnam era against authority and following structure. We, almost everybody in this room has been contaminated by doing your own thing. But there was a Sabbath School Leadership Magazine had a program for every single week. And I, I, I encouraged them, three out of the four, if you have a month, three out of the four of them, you follow the schedule, or this is a theme. They had a theme for the quarter and a theme for the month. And if you, you can do variations on what you can do, whatever you're going to do. I'm going to say what you want. You're going to do what you're going to do. But I give you recommendations. Have structure, have organization, have a focus for your, your superintendents. Leaders, superintendents, be superintendents. Lead your groups. Have a direction. Just don't fill the time. Just don't have poems. Just don't fill that spot. Do something. Know where you're going. Have roles. And that's, I, thank you for bringing that leadership rotation. Finally, I've, I've changed. And I, I, I am a reasonable guy, okay? And I said, we need to have, some people say four weeks in a row was too long for them. You know, one of the things that Pastor Kelly said on the first night, he was talking about knitting together and bonding. And one of the things he talked about is, is willing to pay the price. And part of the price for having an organized, and a, a organized work, and there's a reason God has a church, but he has an organized church. An organized church, and that is, in, that is a noun as well as a, a, a adjective or verb, whatever it is. And the organized church, if you all stay home, that's not an organized church. If everybody does, if, if you're in a rotation and every superintendent does whatever is on their mind because they've got that week, and, and, the, and they go on the rotation, every man, that's not organization. You've organized to the point that you have somebody up front, but you haven't done any organization beyond that. You probably also haven't had much of a Sabbath school council e either. There's no coordination between, your, that, uh, between that. You're, you're, and, you're set, and your teachers are running over, and your, your children's divisions are running in the, in the lobby, Leaders be leaders, don't be errands. Span of control. And I, this is the thing is, does your, and depending on what your size of your church is, but does your superintendent, is that being a superintendent of the adults, are they a superintendent of the Sabbath school? Of the Sabbath school. But do they do it? I, and I've seen this where the superintendents are really adult preliminary leaders. They, they do nothing with the children's division. The children's division and the adult divisions are 
totally separate. If you're a superintendent, you're a superintendent of the whole thing. And so this is, this is my thought, is, is do you ever go down to your children's divisions? In fact, what I shared with the superintendents to have structure, I said you're on three or four weeks in, in a row. Span of control. And that is, is that the superintendent that's on for, for that week, which is three weeks in a row, three to four weeks in a row, they do the Sabbath school program and then they go down and visit each one of the divisions every single week. And you stop by and you stick your head in there and you quietly sit down and observe. And I had to be, I had to, and some people say, what do I do, what am I looking for? So then I had to create a form. And I made a list of, of saying, evaluate the class. I mean, that came in my head naturally because I came from an educational institution. I knew what I was looking for, but they needed the direction. Like you said, they needed to be trained. So they had a checklist, and they went from class to class. Is there a good discussion? Were they on topic? Was the class under control? And then they turned that into me. It had a twofold purpose. One, it was for me, and two, it was for them. So they, they weren't just sitting there and I got my time in, you know. They actually went from class to class. And when you come to the come to the Sabbath School Council, your superintendents will know what's going, depending on what size your class, your superintendents will be able to speak and advocate for the children's divisions. In our church, a 300-member church, at one time the adults would talk to adults. They, they talked about their wants. In fact, I found out in the Sabbath school class, the adults are selfish. They do what they want to do, and they do not care about the children's division. Oh, they say they do, but they don't act that way. They don't look out for the children. They don't, they don't want to stop on time. They don't want to. And so what I did is I, uh, so the superintendents go from class to class, so they have an idea of what the problems is. When you bring up in the Sabbath school council, they, the Sabbath school, let's say that particular division, the kindergarten saying, I'm having trouble with getting enough piano players, or we're having some discipline problems. The superintendents know what you're, they're talking about. Why do they know what, what that teacher, that division leader is? Because they were there. They circulated through the class. So you're responsible, span of control, not just for the adults, you're for the whole class. And then, when you go to the church board meeting, some of them are also on the church board meeting. And you've got, you aren't just the Sabbath school teacher asking for help on the superintendent. Your teachers who happen to be on the board will also vote with you too. I agree, I know what they're talking about, the other superintendents too. Walking around, that's what I say, management by walking around. Yes, Brenda? So our, our staff school, our adult staff school, has 12 superintendents. That sounds unmanageable. Well, they, they get a month's worth uh, for each person only. They pick the dates they want. And, uh, does anybody see a problem with that, like I do? I mean, red, does red flags go up in your mind? It, that, that sounds like chaos to me. Go ahead. Well, we have 700, 700 people? Yeah, but that's... 
the, the membership part, yeah. you know, who, who's in SAP school. And then we have classes that meet uh, the, the full amount of time because they want that full amount of time. And they don't want the, you know, some people aren't inspired. They don't want? Some people aren't inspired by 10 minutes of singing. Or, or the programs maybe haven't done anything for them, whereas in the Sabbath school lesson they get into the scripture, and that's the way they feel. Anyway, what I would like to know is who goes to the board meetings? Who is entitled to go to the board meetings? The Sabbath school superintendent, by definition, is, is on, on the board. Well, we have one person who is over the super, these 12 superintendents. Sure. Wow, this is, this is quite an organizational structure. Is this just that one person that should go, or should all the 12 people be? You couldn't, you, you. Superintendents, you're talking about? Those aren't the teachers and the individuals? No. This is a massive organization you're talking about. Five or six different Sabbath schools? They're the ones who do the preliminary program. That's what their their role is, to do the preliminary program. Wow. They're an assistant superintendent. They are not the uh, superintendent, but they're an assistant. Okay. Yeah, they call them the Sabbath school superintendents. Yeah, but so there's only one Sabbath school superintendent. You look at the, yeah. the you know, guidelines of strict men. There's oh. only one superintendent. Okay. And he can have as many assistants as he wants. You know, he can oh. have 100 if he wants. Well, she has 12. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then there are teachers of classes as well. All right. But then any one of us, any, any church member can go and sit in on the board. You just can't vote. Mm -hmm. You can, it's, all, it's an open session unless they're So, um, how many Sabbath school classes do you have? Adult Sabbath school classes. Adult Sabbath classes. Do you have twelve? Six or seven? Okay, I, I got it. I, I'm confused. You have twelve superintendents managing six Sabbath school classes. They aren't. They're they're, they're program. They're program producers. They aren't superintendents. That's what they're called. I know, but their function. They're, they're called assistants, but they're, they're just program producers. Program producers. Because they don't manage anything. We're talking about function, not titles. Program producers. They don't, they don't, they don't have any responsibility for, they never visit these classes. They're totally oblivious to whatever goes on in that class. Okay. Do, do, do we need to stop and pray right now? <laughs> what church is this? The village, the village church. I need to talk to your pastor. <laughs> yes. You know, you can't attack 
I know. Her. I know. <laughs> Yeah. How many small groups do you have? Well, we just started. Okay. Official small groups, so we have. Okay, wait a minute. Let's do some numbers here. Okay, you have six Sabbath school classes and ten small groups. Now, what does a small group mean? Every church or a Sabbath school or a small group? Small group prayer meeting. They're supposed to be ending now, and then people go to prayer meeting during the summer, and then we start up in the fall again with small groups. Okay. Because people are on vacation, you know, and they can't participate on a consistent basis when they're on vacation. I see problems. I see problems here. I see problems there. You've got. 12 superintendents managing. They're not, well, that's, that's, the, that's true. They're not managing. They're not managing. And you know what? It's not unique to this particular church. And how did we get in this condition? Generational. To, to break things up, make things different, and make it so that it's alive for people. And, and in the process, some organization got sacrificed. Or organization got morphed or whatever. You know, but, but I find that our church is more alive now. Yeah. So whatever these pro problems are that have been produced, you know. Uh, I, I hope it's a transitional stage. It's typical of an institutional church. Well, it, it, it is, and it is because of its proximity. Yeah. There's, there's institutional churches, and then, there, then you, ha you have, which the 35, the 50 member churches are less. These are worlds apart, in, in, but they don't need to be. Um, we've looked at some problems. This is what's happening is we need to have coordinated, purposeful, and it needs to be evangelistic, our focus. So, you know, I haven't been here all week, and I don't want to take over this group, group, you know, thing we've, we've discussed all this. <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what the problem is with having to do programs that we do. They aren't managing. They aren't. The, 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 other th the other thing well, is. They just need to change their name and they can come to pro program producers. Yeah. They don't need to manage. The, the, the main person needs to manage. Okay. Okay. The, I, I, I can accept that. Can a person, one superintendent, manage a 700 member church with, ten, with six Sabbath school classes? Or does he does he or she want to do that? Yeah. And the children's, yeah. If okay, that your point is well made, but are is this superintendent?
coordinating 12 people? Are there 12 people doing 12 programs independent of, of anybody? We just do what we feel inspired to do. Now, when I, I was a child Okay. Sure. And that was in Cicero, Indiana, with Institutional Church, too. And we did the same thing. We maybe had a 400-people church, probably. And um, we had, like, six superintendents, and I was one of them. Mm -hmm. And I was part of that rotation. And we, we did our own presentation. But we were not over the classes. We had a main superintendent. Okay. And she talked to us, and she was over the class that day. So, yeah. and, and, and I, I, that I have, that's, that's fine. If, if, if the vision, if the vision of the superintendent is, is replicate, if it's, if these people are, are disseminating and coordinating the mission, is that what is what, and it could be two different generations. It just looks the same, but it may not, after 12 years or multiple years, but this is, he's only been there for two or three years. Four years. But is, what is the connection between the superintendent and the program leaders? Is there coordination between these besides scheduling? You mean content coordinate? Coordinate, yeah. Uh, no, we are left to do what we we feel inspired to do, and people haven't been very appreciative. They haven't? They have. They have. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you an example of what you're talking about. Our church has done the same thing. You know, we, have, we have six people that have volunteered for helping out with the presentation portion of the Sabbath school. And we all try to, to give the best mm -hmm. that we know how. Yeah. But it isn't necessarily coordinated. Yeah. We all have the same goal. I, you know, is it, and this is one thing, when you first brought it up, I kind of took it back. Do we need to have, as whatever you want to call those people, those program producing people, do they all need to have the same goal with different approaches toward They do have to have the same goal. The same okay. goal is to inspire and help people to be better Christians. Not only Christian, well, I agree, not just to the people that are happen to be in the class. That's where the mission, what, what I'm saying is, the mission of Sabbath school is evangelistic. Mm -hmm. And is your, is, your, is your Sabbath school evangelistic? And I, I think, I have, I have not been to, your, to your, your Sabbath school, but if it's endemic of most Sabbath schools, it's not evangelistic. How many souls has it won that you can attribute to Sabbath school attendance and worship? And In our church, uh, they're called assistant Sabbath school superintendents. My husband is one of them. And um, they're supposed to uh, coordinate with the Sabbath school in some way uh, to inspire evangelism or outreach of some kind. And um, Sometimes that happens, and sometimes it's just uh, off the wall. Some people uh, to just uh, uh, go ahead and, and talk about what their interests are, which can be okay, but it, you know they're not really following. I would say it's it can be they do what sometimes it's on target, and sometimes it's not. It can be good, but can it be better? is the question. 
And the, are you having superintendents meetings and uh, are you having Sabbath school meetings? And if you get above a certain size church, you need to have superintendents meetings so you can go to the Sabbath school council meeting and so that your superintendents are supporting. You've got more than just one person who's making presentation and there's no support. You need to, to garner the support before you go into your Sabbath school council because we live in a society where everybody wants to do their own thing. Uh, there's a few, yeah. You said something that I think is very interesting. I am a lifelong Adventist. Mm -hmm. I have never heard anybody say that the goal of Sabbath school was to be evangelistic, to bring people. And you know, have you read Ellen White? <laughs> have, you, have you read Sabbath School Workers? You, you need to read Sab School or the workers because she, there's three compiled things, and that is that is so that might be some homework. But this is nothing new. This is nothing new. Okay. I, I guess I'd like to ask her what sure. was she taught Sab School was for? I wasn't taught overtly that Sab School was for anything, but it's part of what we do. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with being part of what we do, except. Is that all we do, though? And you see, that's, I'm looking at myself and my stuff. We need to get more involved in the outreach part of it. it needs to be a focus. Yeah. Yeah. And you see, we left that to the um, to the Sabbath school classes to do and, the outreach. And then the question is, are they doing it? So, so every so everybody's looking to somebody else to do it, and it's not getting done. I don't think they're looking to somebody else. They don't understand the purpose of Sabbath school. Wow, we got a lot of work to do. Like I don't haven't understood what the purpose of Sabbath school was, you know, um, consciously, subconsciously. I I have an idea what Sabbath school is, but I haven't I haven't read Sabbath school workers. I just didn't know that book existed. Okay. And. Uh, you know, just like I need to read uh, writers and editors, or, or councils to writers and editors also. Yeah. Some of that's gonna, I think, gonna come down from the way our conference um, officers or whatever, all the changes that uh, Jim talked about last night. Yeah. Um, if Cameron DeVage was gonna be in charge, I think that's what he said, mm -hmm. of Sabbath schools and, and mission or coordinating somehow with that, I'm sure he's going to uh, highlight this and bring that to, then, to make more, because we have to a lot cause of it to be more. A lot of assumptions. And a lot of assumptions of what people know. Assumptions what they know. Yeah. In fact, that's what I said You, I, you, at the very beginning. We assume that our, our, our SAP school members are converted. Don't assume that. And, she, and what they're saying, and I, I was not repeating this for the tape, I forgot. I, I got into the conversation and didn't want to disturb it, but Brenda, uh, Brenda says she didn't know a lot of the stuff. She assumed it. She grew up uh, uh, an Adventist and in the culture, and nobody ever told her this. And she didn't know that Sabbath School Workers uh, book. And so you might want this afternoon, you have some books to buy. You have some resources to get. There's a book on Sabbath School programs that over there by Dorothy Watt. And also you want to get Councils of Sabbath School Workers and so there's like three books that you can get at the ABC today. Ja Jack's got a thought. Well, you have a little yellow book that counts and they give that away. You, you can get that uh, if if Cameron does. He probably doesn't know that he doesn't have it yet. But they have a stack of them. It's a little yellow book, 
It, what's that? The it should be the Sabbath School Department has it. it usually, usually what happens is is the um, is is the staples rust because they're that old because they haven't they haven't been widely distributed. But go ahead. You know, there's a book. I think it's called something else. Maybe, maybe I'm mistaken. Okay. But it was written by uh, Chris Blake. Chris Blake, College. Union Blake, yeah. Something else. All the elements that Sabbath school should have. All the elements that Sabbath school should have. He brings it. Your, 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 it's your class that does this. I don't think they, they go to the preliminaries either. But the class, they have mission. They have uh, encouragement to people. They have fellowship. Encouragement. Yeah, have and let me let elements, but it's within the class. I, I totally agree. It's also the the. Um, um, another person had a focus of the school action unit, which started here in Michigan and went to the U. That, if it happens, if the superintendent and the teacher are making that function happen down here, praise the Lord. But I want to say this, it can and should happen down at this level, but there are some things that need to be done at this level. And if these guy, if these program producers are not on the same page because they're each doing their own thing, they're not going to a coordination, they don't even know that these exist. How can they talk to that? There's a time that you do, this is corporate. And if you're all off into your own divisions, you never have a preliminary time, you're not going to get any corporate. Where, where are these into, you, that means the superintendent has to go to all six of these classes and make the same speech in each single, each one of those classes. And when you have members of that class that ask questions, you're going to get a little bit different flavor in each one of these classes. Don't deny that. There, there's going to, if you do it up here all at the same time, everybody gets the same message, and then they can incorporate that. Some things are done on the small group level, and some things need to be done as the whole church as a whole. When you have that many people, it's a challenge. But you need to have a couple minutes together. You need to have 10 minutes, 20 minutes together once in a while, maybe only once a quarter. Well, I mean, not all, once a quarter, you have no continuity. Maybe once a month, you have the whole, these guys have, if they're doing programs and half of them are in three of the, you probably only got three people making, you have 12 people making programs to six, three, three classes because the other three are, are, are in their own class at the whole time. Do you, you hear there's, something doesn't add up? Where's the, how can, how can you run an army this way? I was just going to ask that. This format, military, has worked out for decades. It's the only way you win wars. It's, uh, it's not this setup. Everybody is into a smaller group. Everybody's smaller group. You have to have a contact person. Contact. And you got a general who goes on. So even football teams, they have all kind of assistants. You know, they get together, but when they're on the field, that coach isn't going around and telling everybody what to do. He goes to the assistant coach and communication. communication. It's always been communication. Absolutely. We have exhausted our time. And we've, we've actually hit some hot buttons. But this is, the elephant is in the room, and nobody's talking about it. And that's Sabbath school. Sabbath school is here, and there's problems, and we keep doing what we're doing. We're uncomfortable, but we've become, as I was, had a, somebody told me yesterday, the abnormal has become normal, and you're comfortable with it. It's not normal. If we go to the very beginning, a Christian cannot be silent.
but our, our Sabbath schools are silent. Our members are silent, largely silent. And this is a generalization. There's something wrong here, and we've got to get to it. Everybody, people feel it. Let's, let's, let's put some things. And it, is this structure I have the only way to do it? It's close to it, okay? It's going to be modified at a 700-member church. At a 35-member church, it's going to be modified. But you need to have coordination. You need to have vision. Uh, it doesn't matter what size church you're at. You need to have communication, vision, and coordination. doesn't matter which side. But we do not have that. That's a generalization. But even in my church that I managed for, uh, the Sabbath school for eight, ten years, it wasn't perfect, but we had coordination and we had, we had people wanting to do their own separate Sabbath school for the whole time. We had people want, wanting to go along. Everything I talked to you is pretty much talking from my experience. Did I get feedback from it? Was it all positive? But a leader has to lead. And you, are you going to be an Aaron or are you going to be a Moses? And we need more Moseses and less Aarons. That's a whole bunch of reasons. The heart, I think it's the heart, goes back to the individual hearts. It's the hearts of the individuals, but you got to have leaders have to have hearts too for the Lord. The leaders, I don't think that they, their heart was in the right place. They didn't want it. They wanted, some of them wanted to be errands. It's easier to have 12 superintendents and, and let them run around and, and have their separate classes and do whatever they want. And they're, I bet you they're also not studying the Sabbath school lesson too. Some of them aren't. Some of them are having having um, a class in in divorce recovery, and some of them are having it in parenting and and all this. And every man is doing in their own sight. There's a place for that. I told people if a class wants to go off of off the reservation for one quarter, that's okay. But you can't be off the reservation all the, the all, all every week uh, throughout the year. So anyway, our time is up. Janet has the last comment, and then we're going to have a word of prayer. Well, I did my homework on the 13th Sabbath banks. Okay, yes. Where do you get the 13th well, This is for offerings for missions. Yes. Where are they located at? I, I called my prayer partner, and she was with me in the quarterly, but we couldn't find it in the mission quarterly because I had one with me. Okay. And she said, while we were on the phone, she Googled SDA mission banks. SDA Mission Banks, that's where if you want to have a bank that you can fold up and give out to your members, it's S SDA Mission Banks. SDA Mission Banks. Now, this she, we're going to use this as the last comment. There are all kinds of resources. You can go on the North American Division's Adult Ministry Sabbath School. The certification we touched on about, the, in our six days, we touched on about eight or nine of the units of uh, Sabbath school certification. There's two levels, there's basic and there's advanced. There's actually 24 because I took eight of, of the 24 lessons that teach this time. There's resources there and um, there's, there's the superintendent's handbook. There is a superintendent's handbook. There is a superintendent's, and it's at, it's at the ABC 
And she's been through it twice this year. I praise the Lord. So there are resources out here. The, uh, Cam, uh, Alder DeVazier is hoping to find a weekend where he can have a superintendent's. And this is the other question. is When we have a superintendent's meeting, how many people go to the superintendent's meeting at Campus Abo? Everybody should get the superintendent. Not necessarily assistants, but at least. Uh, I, at some time, I think your superintendent, your assistants, if they're not more than program leaders, they need to know where you're going. And they, I brought my whole, all my superintendents, I had like four or something like that. What's that? Well, I don't remember, but there's always one left behind, you know. But uh, the fo folks, there's resources out there. We have to, we've got to be willing, like Elder Kelly said, to pay the price for the unity and the knitting together. There's a price to be paid, but it's worth the price. Let leaders be leaders. Let teachers be teachers. Uh, let's close with a word of prayer. A great heavenly Father. Well, we, we started touching some hot buttons this morning. Some preconceived ideas and, 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 and biases and, and perspectives. Lord, um, insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. Lord, uh, didn't mean to pick on anybody. We, we, we were just trying to use illustrations, so I apologize if I failed to use diplomacy and... and um, courtesy and such. Dear Lord, uh, our SAB schools are in trouble. Lord, they're worse than trouble. They're in crisis. Lord, uh, you're going to have to do a lot with this church to make it ready for, for your coming. And we know it will happen, but Lord, we're impatient. We want it to happen now. And Lord, uh, we may or may not feel competent. We may or not may or may not feel adequate. But Lord, um, come into our lives, convict us if that's what needs to be done. And if we we're working under conviction and a love for souls uh, in the church, in the Sabbath school, or out of the church, and all of the above. Show us what we need to do. And um, your word will not come back void. Sabbath school will be what you want it to be if we're willing to be who you want us to be. We've been appointed by our peers, by our, our nominating committee, affirmed by our churches. Lord, help us to have the courage of Moses to lead, and to do what it takes. Moses was willing for his own salvation to be obliterated for the benefit of his people. And Lord, when our leaders want to be leaders, not to be leaders, but for the salvation of, of, of others, in, in, in sitting in their classes, or outside the church, then Sabbath School will be a success. Lord, forgive us for who we have been and what we have done, and help us to be who you want us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, 
a website dedicated to spreading God's Word through free sermon audio, and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.